Hi everyone, welcome back to the Ball Girls. It's Haley and Jordan, and this week we are joined by the Athletics' Lindsay Darkangelo. Thanks for joining us, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. So we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, my first question is maybe a little controversial, but so the WNBA came out with their 12 Days of W campaign, where each day they're going to have somebody else you know, showcasing on, I guess, their socials, the WNBA. And a lot of people weren't really on board with it because there was outlets like Teen Vogue and things like that who, despite, you know, they have 3 million followers, they're not people who are spending their entire lives writing or covering the WNBA. What are your personal thoughts on when that news came out? Yeah, there's a there's a couple of different parts to it. Um, number one, I'm not mad at it at all. It's uh, It's obviously a marketing campaign more than anything else. Right. And the more eyeballs you can get on the league, the better. So I totally get it from that standpoint. Um, and I believe it's going to be mostly Instagram, taking over Instagram stories and whatnot. Um, and again, I'm all for that. I think what you have to understand about the WNBA um, circle of coverage before like, you know, mainstream media sort of caught on that the league is actually deserving of coverage they've worked really hard for years to bring um, attention to the league. And I'm talking, you know, bloggers and independent writers, freelancers, et cetera. So they're very, you know, and I count myself in that for a while before I started doing the athletic work. So they're very, you know, you know, they just, they want that respect and they deservedly so. And so I think it could, it was seen as a slight when you have people like Teen Vogue and, there were a couple other random outlets in there. Uh, I don't remember all of them right at this point in time, but that that's we're a little like okay. But so I understand. I understood where where people were coming from that criticized it. Um, so like I said, I get I get both sides of it. I do think it's a good thing for from a coverage standpoint. I think it's primarily marketing, um, and then I understand why why people criticized it at the same time. But you're still going to have the same people grinding and, and putting out the type of coverage um, that, that, you, that you've grown accustomed to getting um, on a regular basis. So that's my take. Of course. Yeah, no, I agree. It was kind of the same thing. Like, obviously you want the writers that you follow to succeed and people that you know dedicate their whole lives to it. But in the same breath, you know, the WNBA, like you said, you want eyes on it. And when somebody with 3 million followers is going to post that on your story and give exposure to the league, how can you be mad at that? Exactly. Like, how could you not want that? So. So my question now, kind of building off that, uh, creating coverage or something, I didn't really know much about it until I looked in, uh, more into you. Uh, the National Women's Football League, what inspired you to write a book about that in, their, in the 1970s? Not you writing a book in the 1970s, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm writing the book with a co-writer. Um, I'm not sure if you guys follow her, but if you don't, you should. Her name is Br uh, Brittany De La Creta. She, she does a lot of stuff across um, the, the social aspects of sports, and um, she's great. But we, we collaborated. We were collaborating an idea about women's football, just women in football in general, because she was doing research for an article and couldn't find a single book on – on women in football or, or that was written by a woman who had played football or anything, like nothing, there's nothing exists. So she started doing research and she asked me because I'm pretty well versed in football. Um, 
if I knew of any of any book and I and I said I didn't you know I had never come across one so I joke jokingly said we should write that book so that's how it all started and we started researching you know different ways to do it different ideas of how we can incorporate you know the history of football and how women played a part because people don't understand that women have been playing, playing football trying to play football uh, since it, the sport was invented and we uh we just did a lot of research on that, but it was too broad of an idea to cover in one book. And then she was writing a, an article um, and stumbled across the National Women's Football League from the 1970s. It's basically a decade from like 1970 to 1980 is when it really was, um, was prominent and happening. So she was basically like, this is the book. This is the book we have to write. And I was totally on board with it. And we tracked down a gazillion players and who are all in their 60s and 70s now who participate in this league and just hearing their stories. And we just, there's an energy to this book, right? Because nobody knows that this league existed or that the women played, you know. Billie Jean King was, was fighting for equal pay in, in women's tennis at this time period. Title IX had just passed. I mean, so many huge things happened. And then this league just has gone, gone underreported for so long. So that's been our motivation. Like we want to share these women's stories. We want to share everything they went through, their motivation for playing, the lack of media attention, how they played for, for nothing, you know, just for the love of the game. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I'm, I'm excited that we're going to be able to put it out in the world. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely look into it. So yeah. <laughs> that was a long answer to your question. <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> No, we love it. So like you said, you want to get women's stories out there, but also you're pretty well-versed in football. You cover both the WNBA and the WNHL, but also you're an NFL writer. Do you ever find that there's tension with female creators in a space like football, like NFL football? Yeah, I mean, so I write for the Athletic Buffalo too. So I, I do stories on the Bills and the Sabres from time to time. So we have our, our regular guys who cover like the inside and outs of the locker room and stuff. I, and I've always been this way, so it doesn't bother me, but I write kind of the off field stories when it comes to the Bills and the Sabres, um, just like intriguing features on the, on the players themselves and, and their backstories or things they've gone through in their lives, you know, just, just really good quality feature type stuff. And I'm okay with that because I'm not an X's and O's type of girl. I understand it, but you know, I can't, I don't have the breadth of experience that someone like Tim Graham, who is our main Bills writer on the site has, who he's been doing it for like 20 some years. So, I mean, I would love an opportunity to maybe get into that, you know, but the way it's set up right now, I don't mind it. And in my experience, they've been completely supportive and welcoming and accepting. Um, I don't know if that's, I believe it's who they are, but also, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a tomboy, you know, and I, I feel like I fit into that space a little bit easier because of that, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I, yeah, I've had, uh, I've, I've had a good, good experience um, in that realm. Wonderful. That's always good to hear because, you know, you hear horror stories of women who are just shunned from locker rooms and things like that. And it's like, oh, I want to be a journalist, but here's X, Y, and Z stories about how you're never going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not to say that I don't know people that has, that, that has happened to, and that that doesn't happen. It does. I just, I have a different experience uh, in that regard. For sure. So I'm going to ask a question. Um, hopefully it 
makes sense. But so if you look at the relationship with the NBA and the WNBA, how do you think that the NWHL and the NHL could create a closer relationship similar in following that? Would you say that that's been like a reason why, for instance, the CWHL folded last year because of that relationship with the NHL? I mean, there are so many, there are so many things that go into this. And a lot of, a lot of people do believe that one of the reasons is the CWHL folded was because the, the top echelon of players were forming, going to form this separate um, uh, organization to, you know, I, I don't like to use the term boycott, but sort of, you know, do what they need to stand for, for what they need to stand for and, and try to create you know, a thriving league, even though the NWHL, you know, still exists. Um, it's just, it's really what it is, is two separate approaches of trying to get to the same goal. Yeah. Um, the NWHL wants to just grow as a league and, and figure it out. And the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, they believe that they need to partner, like you said, maybe with uh, a bigger investor or somebody that where they can make money and, do it do it along the lines of i'd say the WNBA nba model so it's hard it's hard to know because i do believe the WNBA and WNBA model is a good one it took a long time to get to that, this point but i believe we're at a point in time where maybe it would be easier but i don't know that the nhl is all in on this they've never really said they were um there was there's really no expectation that if the WHL were to fold that that's the course of action this would all take um but and right now you have a league you have a league that is is i believe is gaining in popularity you see players signing almost every day that that were sitting out or you know and deciding to come back or were in the league previously and are deciding to play again so i don't know we gotta see we gotta see how it pans out and this is an interesting year too because what's the season gonna look like you know if if this covid mess is still going on yeah. So there's just, there's a lot of things up in the air right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> kind of touching on that COVID mess. So we've seen a lot of the ins and outs of bubble life right now. And kind of, you know, you've got the WNBA is at IMG Academy and then you've got the NBA at Disney World. What do you think of the whole like situation with bubble life where you're seeing tweets come out about, you know, women being invited and things like that? Like, do you think that this bubble is a good idea? I've never thought it was a good idea <laughs> from the start. I, I haven't shied away from that and saying that I didn't think this was just restarting both leagues. I just didn't think it was a good idea. I don't know how you can keep people in a bubble when you have people in the bubble still testing positive for COVID. And I understand they're taking all the precautions necessary and they're, they're doing what they need to do. I just, I don't know that it's worth it. I guess. And I mean, I, I love basketball. I miss basketball so much. I miss the WNBA. I miss covering it. We, we would be knee deep into the, the middle of the season right now. So I, I do, I miss that, but at, at what cost? Um, but, you know, the players who are there and I've spoken to a couple seem, you know, more than willing to, to risk it the ones who decided to go and then just to see, just to get the chance to play. And on the flip side, it's giving players who either weren't on a WNBA team or didn't get drafted or were drafted and didn't make the team. Now it's giving them an opportunity to play because some players are opting out. 
So, so I don't know, like it's one of those things where you got to see, you got to take it day by day and see how it pans out. But I definitely was not a supporter of, of this happening this way. Right. And with that being said, since obviously it's all happening and players were, you know, given the chance to opt out and a lot of them didn't, with the dates being set for the start of the season, who are you most excited to see play, like, out of the rookie class that came out? Oh, definitely Sabrina. I think a lot of people are. Just to see her make that transition, um, the way people expect her to make the transition, and I'm talking, like, seamlessly, just slide right in, like, it's nothing. Um, and also because her – I mean, everybody's college senior year were, was cut short, but really her mission and the mission that she was on with that team – it was a real shame that they didn't get to, to see it come to fruition. So, I mean, I'm, into, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all the, all the rookies split, you know, lie, but definitely Sabrina. In that first game the, of the tip-off on the 25th, the, the Liberty play the Storm. So she's yeah. going to go right up against Sue Bird, and that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, no, that that's a really like, interesting match. I'm super excited to watch that as well. Like, I love Kia Nurse. I love Brian Stewart. Like, they're people I've looked up to. So it's a great match to watch. But as you're kind of saying with the senior year season, obviously you can't predict what was going to happen when everything got cut short. But do you think that Oregon would have won the title if they did? Or, like, you know, you saw South Carolina on the come up kind of thing. They were trending in that direction. But, again, you don't know unless they, until they play the games, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, South Carolina – they were playing fabulous as well. And I mean, that could have easily been, you know, that <laughs> had those teams come together, it would have been a great matchup. But um, yeah, you don't know. But I do, I do like the energy that, that Oregon had. Yeah, no, it was, it was really a shame that we never got to see Sabrina win a title. Yeah. It's an issue for her, too, <laughs> I'm sure. Of course. But, no, I, I think that she kind of – there has been names, you know, over the years that should have brought attention to women's basketball. But, you know, when she hit like that uh, – was it 2,000, 1,000, 1,000? Or 2,000, 2,000, 1,000 when it was like points, rebounds? Oh, the, it's the 2,000, 1,000, 1,000 club. Yeah. When she, when she hit that club, she kind of was like, you know, I'm here whether I'm a girl or not. You know, yeah. you can't. Facts are facts. Yeah. Yeah, and just, I mean, she's, she's in my top five as one of the greatest college women's basketball players of all time, hands down. Yeah, no, I agree I mean, with she, that. She out, her output in college was more than Diana Taurasi's. That, that gives you a – Yeah. And <laughs> Diana Taurasi's considered, like, the GOAT, so. Yeah, exactly. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah. But – that's pretty much everything we have for you today. Is there anything else you wanted to ask us or anything like that? I see you're a Celtics fan. I am. And do you know what's funny about it? My dad's a Lakers fan. I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I do. I'm a Celtics fan. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, I, I don't know why I chose them because I played basketball from the time I was like eight till I was 18. And I just, for some reason, like kind of when the big three got signed, like Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, like, that era was when I got into it. I literally have an authentic Kyrie jersey in my closet right now, which I shamefully hide away. <laughs> but yeah, they're my team, even though my dad, my dad, Magic Johnson, loved him. So he's a huge Lakers fan. But, you know, it's been the ups and downs. I'm hoping for good things this season. I love Jason Tatum. I love Jalen Brown. I love Kemba Walker. So 
Yeah, they got a good base. They got they definitely have a good base. So we'll see. Okay. see It'll be happens. interesting. Let's hope they beat the Raptors, the longest reigning NBA champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, if you guys ever want to chat again about WNBA stuff, I'm I'm all for it. Awesome. For anything really. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lindsay. You're such a pleasure to have on. Yeah, thanks Thank for having me. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining us. You can catch Lindsay on Twitter at darkangel21. It's dark with a C, So, but we'll like it when we post the episode. Uh, but yeah, now we're going to get back into the swing of things. I'm just going to start by saying that I'm wearing this hat and I will keep wearing this hat weekly. My Arizona, uh, I was going to say Cardinals. Yeah, no, my Arizona Coyotes hat. Red free. Because I guess some account came out i don't know who the account is that posted it but this graphic came out of this map of the most popular teams in each state and honestly i'm going to keep believing that the coyotes are the more popular team in arizona it's definitely not the diamondbacks the suns maybe but it's definitely not the cardinals and i will go to my grave saying that i will go to my grave like i i'm going to be making a list of things more popular than the cardinals don't hate the Cardinals. just no one is a fan of like not saying that no one's a fan but they're not the most popular team no and they only gained like recent respect because of kyler murray like that's literally it yeah so i'm gonna be making a list and number one i will be saying camelback mountain in arizona and rain in arizona is more popular than the Cardinals. <laughs> so yeah period poo 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 what i do <laughs> a little girl <laughs> oh my goodness wow anyways <laughs> What we're going to swing into now, swing into, haha, funny ha-ha, joke, funny. Um, baseball, <laughs> because now that baseball is back, we've got some tea. Yeah, we got some tea. Uh, we have Travis Shaw really loving Kid Rock. He didn't think that he was going to be doing this all summer long. <laughs> all summer long. Yeah, basically what happened was he didn't realize that he was going to have to live in the Rogers Center all summer. And I, I guess thought that it was only going to be for two weeks, like a quarantine with the whole team. And then just go out to the public world with all the people who have COVID. I don't know what the reasoning was there. He basically then retracted it, apologized, said like, uh, obviously we weren't going to break the rules. Like I know they're putting in the safety measures for COVID, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, I don't know in what world when the NBA and WNBA are living in bubbles that you could just like roam Toronto freely. Like, and also at the same time, you're going to be having – 12 teams come for the NHL Eastern Conference. You think they're just going to overlap? Yeah, like everyone um, will, will see you at Petty Cash. Like, have a good <laughs> like oh. Sean Mendes is also going to pull up. <laughs> Toy Box is right across the street, Bar Hop. Like, I just don't, I don't understand the logic behind, like, thinking you would only have to be there for two weeks. Like, they would just make you quarantine at home at that point, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I just... I don't, I don't really get it. And then Gritchick was saying, oh, like something about, like, we're not asking for special treatment. But the toughest part is about, like, not seeing our families. Same with everyone else. How do you think ICU nurses feel, Randall? Like, huh? Randall's got a mouth on him, though, does he not? Yeah, and he hits Haley. (laughs) First of all, there's, there's a ball from the dead. It's not the ball, um, but he did hit me. On top of it? What? Is there a oh, Kleenex on top of it? No, that's a scrunchie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scrunchie, not a used tissue, I promise. But yeah, no, he whacked me with a home run, and then I tweeted him about it, and he said, hope you got the ball, and I did it. say it was intentional. <laughs> yeah, he said, 
screw you. <laughs> I don't hate good trick. I'm just making fun right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was a wild time. And honestly, it was like it's memorable. What can I say? Except everyone's like, how did that happen? I'm like, I never played baseball growing up, okay? I can't like I don't know what's going on. It is boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more with Grichuk, him, Strowman, and Huff were having a, what wasn't, they were just tapping each other in to go against Strowman on Twitter.com. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> so Strowman and Huff have been going back and forth about a few weeks now, like, Strowman's calling him a Karen and racist, and then Huff's a very Trump and blah, 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 all that mess. But then <clears throat> he tweeted some, Huff's tweeted something about, oh, um, basically saying how the, Strowman kicked out 30 minor leaguers uh, from the rate room so he can train by himself with the, st- with the strength coach. And Grichuk liked it. And then Strowman came at Grichuk because someone pointed out, look who liked the tweet. And then Grichuk's like, it's not, per- what did he say? It was kind of funny. He said like, it's, uh, I didn't like it uh, because of something that you said about me last, like a while, like last year. Um, I didn't like, I have nothing personal, but it's true. I liked it because it's true kind of thing. Like, yeah, he's personal. like, Strowman like tweets about me, but that's not why. It's because it's true. But it's like, if if you didn't hate him, wouldn't you be defending him? Yeah. And then <laughs> Strowman then says, um, Canada would rather have me playing for them. I don't care who is playing as long as we're winning, honestly. Like, and then Grichuk says, um, like, keep thinking that, buddy, kind of thing. Ha ha, whatever. Like, enjoy your day. Strowman's just, what was it? Okay, I, I put it here. It was so funny. Um, day is beyond great. <laughs> it's, uh, good luck playing for a nation that knows your true colors. Like, again, we don't care, really. Like, true colors is he'd like to tweet about you. I'm not really picking sides with this. I don't really care about this whole whatever but Strowman has a giant ego and we all know it we all know it Uh, they're both wrong truly like like, you why are you airing out your dirty laundry over twitter yeah like COVID's really hitting hard here truly like I said we just want success so literally after the last few seasons they're like well please just let us make playoffs it might sound so bad but 2015-2016 was such like tea bags like on Jays fans. Yeah. And then 2017, like, yeah, just kidding. It's been downhill since. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of tea, we've got some bubble tea. So oh, bubble tea. I love I'm just kidding. I really don't like bubble tea. I've never had bubble tea, but it feels a little ooh. Like nothing like if you like it, go for it. Like Sabrina likes it, my best friend, but like we're not bubble tea shaming, but neither of us are going to drink it. But, but we are so, king shaming it. <laughs> this Twitter account named Ugly Anna, Ugly yes. underscore Anna. Yes. Tweeted that she got an invite to the bubble already. Yeah. And hell blew up, honestly. Like. Yeah. Well, the funniest thing for me was that somebody quote tweeted, I can't remember the account that quote tweeted it, but they were like at Spider Mitchell, so Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You wildin'. And she was like, no, I wish it was him. I was like, that's so disrespectful to whoever actually invited you. But then people are now questioning, did she even get invited? So or is she someone... trying to... Pardon? Is she just trying to stir the pot? Like That's the thing. Is she just doing it to stir the pot? Like, who knows? Like, I'm going to take her word for it. But if people are doing it, some people are investigating on this. They're not actually investigating. But, you know, like the... How we investigate. So... Yeah. 
saying they went through her following and she only follows one player but oh god who is he with i forget what team he's on it he didn't qualify so he's not on the bubble so i i totally forget who it was oh boy but i, can't um, I know what you're talking about though i have a pea brain i worked eight to five today i'm so yeah they're saying she got invited to the bubble and she lives in la I think so, I believe. Yeah. She lives in LA. City of Angels, it says in her thing. So she lives in LA. And then Bubbles in Orlando, city of a Florida man's. And... City of Mickey. <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just... It doesn't make sense. And also, like, a lot of these players, like, people have opted out and stuff to not risk it for their families. Like, I don't... I wouldn't put it past somebody, but also I don't see them doing it, like, literally a week into doing this. But also, the amount of shame she was getting, as if, even if she did get invited, somebody DM'd her. Like, what, is she gonna just pull up to Disney World and be like, let me in? Like, like obviously somebody would have had Mickey ears. <laughs> right? Like, it's just, the slut shaming that was going on was... Like, she disgusting. didn't just, like, the thing is with it, she's saying that she got invited to the bubble. Someone initiated it. It was a player if it happened, so... Exactly. Like, she didn't invite herself to the bubble. <laughs> I just... And then, um... Well, I was going to talk about this later in the show. We can touch on it later, too. But I tweeted out, after I seen her, the whole thing with her, I, I think I mentioned it last episode, and then I tweeted it. I was just like, okay, but you're not going to tell me that, like, crazy fans are going to try to get into these bubbles to get autographed, meet players, yada, 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 because, like, they're leaking where they are. So pretty easy to find them. Um, and people were coming at me. Yeah, the Fox are going. The gr- the groupies are going. I'm like, dude, I'm talking about the 40-year-old man with the beer belly holding the book of trading cards. <laughs> That's who I meant. And it was actually, people were going, like, not going nuts, but people were putting down women pretty hard in the comments. I was like, what the hell? Oh, I know. Like I said, my father chased Taidomi around a restaurant to get a photo with him. Like, it's not just women. I know people would love to just blame all of their problems on women. Like, I, I get that that's a thing to do, but truly, you're mm. correct. It's literally going to be 50-year-old men who have had no excitement in their lives because they've been quarantined for four months, and mm. not only just the Toronto Maple Leafs, but, like, every team is going to be, well, not every team, but half the team's they love are going to be in Toronto at two hotels. You know where to be if you want to find the action. Like, it's it's a kind of scary idea. <laughs> yeah, and for, like, with the NHL, for instance, they said the hotels that each team is staying at. Like, if you want to go see Ovechkin, you're going to Hotel X. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, if you want to go see Rurensky, you're going to go to the Royal York. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't get why they would say where they're staying. Like, literally One Direction was more secretive about their hotels than, like, all of these <laughs> I know I went <laughs> I was 14 but for real I mean we were going to talk about this later but we're here now but yeah so the Toronto NHL hub city is basically two hotels so yeah. if you want to go like George said if you want or a crazed fan who wants to go you know where they're going to be staying and like and the Royal York is part of the path you don't think people are just going to do up the path and try to get in yeah exactly Even or go to Benihana or whatever <laughs> Yeah, like, doesn't Hotel X have, like, a, a rooftop bar, too, that, like, might be open since patios are open? Like, yeah. I'm gonna go get a drink and then, like, go into the hotel and find them. It, it's gonna be a shit show. Yeah. I, and, uh, oh, one funny comment. I meant to say it. Uh, someone said that there's an app that groupies use as if they're tech developers and they made an app to track who players are. 
He's like, they're ready for this. Like they're on the prowl. Like I was like, what the hell is this? Like you're telling me they're going from their job away from Sephora or wherever. I'm not going to discredit where they work, but they're tech developers now? Literally. Like, first of all, where was this when I was a One Direction fan? Because would have been useful. But like, truly, I don't. And yes, there are crazy women fans. I'm not saying there aren't, but there's also crazy men fans. Like, that's crazy. Like, taking time out of your day to develop an app to find, do they have trackers? Like, I don't, how is, how is this information being relayed? I don't get it. Go into Hotel X, you get chipped. Like, I don't. It's a sign of like a, one of those releases. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. We'll see how that plays out because I don't, obviously there's not practice facilities in these hotels, so they can't really live that bubble life. So how are they being transported? And I, actually, I, that's a great question. Like for instance, like Hotel X is not near the uh, Scotiabank arena. You'd have to walk down Lakeshore up Bremner, Fort York area. Yeah. Are they using Coca-Cola as, like, practice space? Or? I believe so. Um, well, the Leafs one is at MasterCard, so I don't know if they're going to do different ranks at MasterCard. I think there's, like, six pads, five pads there. Great facility. Okay. Um, <laughs> Love it there. Great. Big yeah. fan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they would have to maybe use Ryerson, maybe? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Or, like, gardens. Yeah, or it's kind of far, but there's Scotiabank Pond that's, like, in, uh, where Yorkdale is, yeah, like, uh, I'm blanking on where that is right now. I know where it is, but. Yeah, it's, it's north, but we'll, we'll see how that works out, but they're not living the bubble life, whereas, like, the NBA literally, like, you've got practice facilities in the ballrooms of your hotel, like, the, the courts are, like, in your little contained area. These people are just roaming the city of Toronto, like, going to the rink. Well, like you said with the tracker thing, well, Serge Ibaka, what, he showed a video today with the creep, or not today, like, I don't know when it was, but with the creepiest music, you see, it, was like the, it looks like a wedding band that they have to wear to help practice social dis- distancing. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you after this, but yeah, it's like this little, it looks like a wedding band. It's like a gray thing, and there's like all these little buttons on it in it. Oh, I did see those. Okay, I did see those. I didn't That's know they played creepy music. Why do you have to get rings to practice social distancing? Just just do it. You're all adults. <laughs> yeah, like, the money could be, like, leaks are saying they're, they're going to lose money, but then you're buying social distance rings? Like, do you want one? I'll get you one. Be- best friend forever, social distance rings. Me and Serge BFFs. Like, I don't, I yeah. think they may have them at Claire's, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but... One last COVID topic, because apparently that's what today's episode is about. So MLS is back, which was a huge thing because they were the first league back, even though the NWSL was, so screw yourselves. But so the MLS was supposed to, 10 games were supposed to be played by now. I think only five or six actually got played. Um, The Hell is Real Derby was played, which is FC Cincinnati versus Columbus Crew. Columbus kicked the shit out of them. We love to see it. But Toronto FC was supposed to play DC United. and Friday, right? Yes, on Friday. And TFC didn't even show up to the stadium. DC United showed up, even though they had a player test positive. And then TFC had a player test, like, inconclusive. Which basically 
they didn't test negative, but, like, they didn't really know what was going on there. But it's just, like, it kind of shows the flaws with these leagues coming back because, yeah, you know, yeah. soccer's a sport where you can't really social distance. You're trying to get the ball from the other person. And, like, you've seen in the NWSL, like, you know, somebody scores, you go hug your teammate. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like, okay, you know, air five. No. Like, <laughs> it's exciting. That's your job. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like, there's not really much to say about it. It's just like, you know, they're not even 10 games in and you've already got players from both teams testing positive. Meanwhile, like Premier League Bundesliga, they've all come back like minimal issues. They've had like maybe two players test positive out of like the 2,500 tests they've done. So the MLS, they're down in Florida too, right? I believe so. Yes. I'll have to look it up now. Didn't they open Disney World? (laughs) Oh my God. That's that's a whole other thing. Like, like, I don't understand any of that. And, like, I thought about it. I'm like, because I, I was hearing about the park going to be o- reopening. And I'm like, is there not bubbles going on there? Yeah. So they're playing, MLS is playing at the ESPN Wide World of Sports okay. Complex. Okay. So yeah. they're also there. So you've got not only two leagues there with t- players testing positive for COVID in both leagues, but now you're going to let people into Disney World and, like, I my coworker showed me a photo of like the car lineup to get into Disney World. It was absolutely insane. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm an adult now, so Disney's not like as intriguing as it was when I was six. And my mom took my sister and I as a present for like putting us with the trauma of my parents' divorce. But, (laughs) 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 but um, it's true. She goes for Halloween. It was great, but. Like, I'm sorry, your child can wait. Whether you take your child when they're four or when they're six, Disney World is not that important. You're not missing out on anything. You're putting lives at risk. And like like Lindsay said, you know, sports aren't that important to come back either. But they've kind of they kind of announced that plan to go to Disney and do that before Disney was like, you know what, we're opening back up. Like Lindsay said, at what cost? <laughs> at what cost? In this yeah. economy? In this economy. Who has the money to go to Disney in this economy right now? Right? Like, I think it was something like 5.6 million U.S. citizens are, like, out of healthcare and, like, have lost jobs and stuff like that. And it's, like, your first priority is to go to Disney when it opens. Dude, I went when I was two. Do I remember shit? No. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure there's people who literally are bringing their, like, six-month-olds. For what? For what? You did this for what? Like, if you want the food, you can just make it. It's on TikTok. I made the grilled cheese. Was great. Yeah, like, it's not that hard. Go buy a Mickey Mouse waffle press. Same thing. Like, oh, it's- you should do that. You should do, like, a lemonade stand, but it's Disney food. No one steal this idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is our intellectual property. Don't pull a collar daddy on us. Ours, okay. <laughs> but no, it's just, it's interesting to see. The women were smart. The women are all the way. NWSL, they're in Utah, you know? Yeah, the women- The Mormons. The, the WNBA is in Florida, but they're at IMG Academy. They're not- dealing with Disney like the men are so y'all made your bed you lay in it (laughs) (laughs) one last thing from the bubble and then we'll stop talking Jalen Hall is shaking right now (laughs) bubble boy (laughs) (laughs) the funniest thing happened so Kelly Oubre who plays for the Suns who's like the love of my life tweeted like y'all if you want delivery food just postmates it like postmates can come to the bubble like we're good and then this player, I think his name is Rashawn, Rashawn, I think it's Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes. 
Um, he tweeted that he crossed campus line to go get delivery food and then had to quarantine for 10 days because he went and got delivery food. He's got eight days left now. He like put out a whole statement. He plays for Sacramento. And then Kelly Uber tweeted, never mind, LOL. <laughs> Me. <laughs> when I stir up the pot and then watch it all go down. Whoop, never mind, LOL. That, that was me posting that graphic today and having to delete it. <laughs> Being like, guys, I did not make this. Like, I literally assumed was Arizona, and I was like, that's so great. Like, there's so much growth in Arizona. After, I guess, Rome going third overall, Matthews, Max Domi being there, Kessel. Yeah. But no. She got attacked. No. I didn't make but it. She did not. That's not her graphic de- Graphic design is my passion. that's all for this week as always thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next time scram (laughs) (laughs) myself